This is episode 310 for June 2014. And if you're a fan of this podcast and the website, I'd appreciate your support. So I've got a tip button. Uh, it says tip via PayPal on the front page of the Spider-Man crawlspace.com. You can help support this show and make sure there's more to come by helping us pay the bills with the bandwidth costs, etc. So feel free to log on at Spider-Man crawlspace.com and look for that button. I'd appreciate it. Let's get on with the show. Okay, time to tackle reviews. We've got two books this month. We've got Amazing Spider-Man 2 and Amazing Spider-Man 1.1, which is the first part of Learning to Crawl. And, Mr. Bailey, you've got Amazing Spider-Man 2. Take me through there. Uh, it's pretty simple. Uh, Electro yeah. fries a woman uh, who wanted it. <laughs> and I'm not saying that to be funny. It, it yeah. That happened. Uh, she mm-hmm. wanted to make yep. out with him, and he ended up killing her. Uh, but the bulk of this issue was Peter coming clean to everybody, mm-hmm. uh, in, in, including everyone's favorite love interest, who I'm glad is staying around, uh, and I'm glad is uh, is going to apparently still be a part of Peter's life. Uh, but he comes clean to her, it's like to the Avengers, to everybody, and it, people still don't like Spider-Man in New York City, and J. Jonah Jameson is sad. That's a pretty good summary. That's pretty much what happened. <laughs> Any anything else in the summary? You want? Not not want, really. I mean, okay. unless I'm missing something huge there. Uh, You're not. You're not. It, you know, oh, oh, Peter uh, redefines what his company is going to be because he can't do what Doc Ock did. He wants to build a the best supervillain prison ever. Uh-huh. Is the way it way it ends. What was your grade on this one, Mister Bale? I'm going to give this one an A. In all honesty, okay. I, I like the writing. I like the art. I love that we're keeping up with what happened in Superior Spider-Man. He's not completely uh, Slot is not completely abandoning it. Um, Anna Maria still continues to be one of my favorite characters ever. Uh, I just mm-hmm. I just love her to death, and I'm so glad. Uh, and and then there's a part of me. This is how this is how much Slot's got me sucked into this. There's a part right. of me that they hook up, that they fall in love based on their own relationship compared to what she had with Doc Ock. But I just love, you know, the, the, the best way to deal with certain situations is to just do it and move on. Peter right. tells her all about Doc, Doc Ock, and she's like, okay, cool, crap, I've got to reorganize my life, but I'm not going to completely ditch on this. Let's work together. And I, and I really like that. Yeah. Let's go around the horn for grades. Mr. Bailey gave it an A. George, what was your grade? C+. Plus. Uh, Mike, your grade? B minus. JR, your grade? I gave it a C. I'll give it an A (laughs) minus. I'm with Mr. Bailey on this. I liked it a lot. Let's go through uh, pros. (coughs) What's some big pros? Anyone who wants to answer first? Um, Yeah. um, I think the big. The thing is, I think if you remember from the last podcast, I was really apprehensive about where the possible direction they were might have been taking with Peter and Anna Maria because. My whole thing was um, essentially like, okay, he kind of figured out that she he was Spider-Man. But was he going to tell her that, oh, it wasn't me, it was Doc Ock? Because let's kind of be honest, I mean, I mean, what the, I mean yeah, Doc Ock and, loved Anna Maria, but at the same time, the, the circumstance behind their relationship was pretty, you know, pretty kind of like, you know, kind of apprehensive essentially, because he essentially did steal... Peter's life and essentially try to post at her, even though, yes, I know Anna Marie didn't know who he was 
didn't know Peter Parker beforehand, but it's still a kind of thing. So I was actually pleasantly surprised at the fact that he just came out right, and, right out and told her. And that, and also was even more surprised was how she, how she took it. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, and I know that there are some people who are kind of thinking, oh, well, why, you know, well, she didn't seem to really much response but you can kind of tell in the way it was written and was worded is that she was kind of bottling in all that kind of, you know, you know, whatever, you know, that, you know, because she just had that sure, emotional sure, shock sure and everything well. with the yeah. with with the fact that she's going in and trying to try to cook and bake those cookies and everything because that's how she's coping with this, and then the fact that okay she's going to go, well I'm going to go for you know for a walk now and she the fact that she almost calls him slick and then changes her mind and says Peter, and I thought, and you can so it was very I like kind of the subtlety a little bit of that whole scene and stuff. So one of, one of the pros I liked was out of Anna Maria also where she says I'm pregnant. I think that uh, everybody was like, I kind of I, I was like what? That was such a shocking moment. Yeah, I'm glad was, it didn't that happen. Was, that was kind of a little bit of a trollish thing on Stan Slott's part and all the thing because I know there was a, quite a few people on the um, who were reading this in terms of if you look at message board forums who thought that was going to happen, but thankfully it didn't and stuff. So it was kind of a like so probably I think it was a little bit of a dig it, to those uh, to those readers a little bit, but. You know, but uh, although so, to spring that kind of to spring that kind of stuff on any guy, even a right. jest, you know, that's something you just don't do. I mean, just I, I thought it was funny. Oh well, but, I mean, anyway. yeah, I mean, but I just you know, I'm just saying that. <laughs> you know, other other pros from the issue. Jr., you got any? What's some? Well, yeah, um, I did. I did yeah. like some parts of it. I I, I like the fact that <clears throat> you know, Slot had Peter come completely clean with Anna Maria. Because mm-hmm. uh, honestly, God, I was afraid that Peter was going to disappear into the bathroom, create a wet dummy, anchor it on a roof, put a <laughs> costume on it, make it fly by the window, and say, "Hey, look, it's Spider-Man." Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because he actually did do that once. If you recall back, you know, in the lead Ramita days, he did that to fool Patch slash Frederick Foswell. You know, so and I just almost expected that level of stupidity and absurdity this time around. But uh, but I was pleasantly surprised he came clean. Um, and I like the banter between Peter and Anna Maria. I mean, I just kind of like the general humor and the. You know, the just as they're awkwardly trying to figure out their relationship. You know, I mean, nobody's doing anything stupid. Nobody's saying anything stupid. It's not soap opera type stuff where somebody storms out or or things of that nature. It's 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 okay. We we've thrown in, we've we've been thrown into this mutual circumstance by a strange twist of fate, and we're just going to have to make the best of it and work through it. And I thought that was I thought that was pretty good. And, and I, I did like Doc Ock changing all of Peter's ringtones because that was just yes, it was, was it was just the right amount of absurdity. I mean, it's like he steals you know steals your life and everything, and but God, but gosh darn it, that's the last straw. He changed all my ringtones. <laughs> so I, I did I did what? like that. So it, it, I, I, there were some pros to this issue. Jr., what is it about Anna Maria that we like so much that we don't like about Carly? Well, at first, oh Lord, I actually, actually, you should ask George that because George would have a much funnier take on it than I did. But you know, because you know, I think he would say something to the effect, "Well, well, because Anna Maria's middle name wasn't Mandate, you know, or something, or, some, or something to that." Uh, now I don't need to something. say. It. 
I just need to say it now. Well, but yeah, no, I mean, Anna Maria was introduced as a character, and Anna Maria was allowed to develop as a character. She wasn't introduced as, oh, Peter, there's this, you got to meet this cool little dwarf. She's not like other people, you know. She's much better looking than Peter Dinklage. You should really get to know her, you know, and, and stuff like that, which which is kind of what they did with Carly. So well, that's, that's just that's part of it. Couldn't it also yeah. be because that Anna Maria was not intended to be a love interest for Peter Parker, that she was actually, that she is more or less Doc Ox? Yes. Kind of love interest that thing, too? That is a huge part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I kind of think because, I mean, if it was, so that's why I don't think that they would, I, I kind of like the, don't like, I don't think there's, it would be a kind of a mistake if they kind of decided to try to hook Peter and Anna Maria up. They might have a thing where Peter eventually kind of, maybe falls for her, but she doesn't see him that way because she was more in love with the, you know, the Doc the Ock part, yeah. because the intellect thing, and which Peter does just not, doesn't have, essentially. He just doesn't have the same personality. It was a personality that she was attracted to and fell in love with, right? Not Well, and his dong. Yeah, 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 that's true. <laughs> but, but if, but if, 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 for example, they do, uh, you know, and I don't know what they'll do. I mean, it probably would be best if they didn't go the romance route. Yeah. But if that, if, if that is, is what they decide to do, you can see it happening organically. I mean, you can. Yeah. I mean, you know, they're both highly intelligent people. They've been, you know, put together, like I said, by a twist of fate. They've got to work together. You know, they both got a decent sense of humor. I mean, you could see where a relationship could build, and it would be completely organic storytelling. Not, yep. we got to give Peter a girlfriend, and here it is, and, and then just have have the characters just have absolutely no chemistry whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Right. Any other pros before we move to cons? All right, we're moving to cons. One of my biggest con, him smacking or punching Captain America in the face. Did not care. Yeah, for this that. isn't 1964, man. Well, yeah. that kind of ties yeah. into a kind of to me a very very larger con in that in the sense that I kind of just felt that because of all this. I mean, <clears throat> if you look at Superior Spider-Man and all the stuff that it was kind of potentially building and everything, you had all this different potential conflicts where Peter dealt with. But here, it just felt like oh. That slot was just kind of quickly sweeping some of the stuff under the rug and just kind of brushing aside and moving on to the next thing. And that Captain America thing kind of was almost a long, uh, kind of part of it because, I mean, you guys, I mean, and I've complained about the fact in the, when writing the reviews is that, you know, Cap in this whole, all through Superior Spider-Man has just been kind of really, let's, let's just be honest, he's just been freaking stupid. Um, the way he's been handling this whole thing, the whole thing. And so to have this scene where he's essentially telling... You know, where, you know, Spider Peter finds out about the fact that, oh, you knew about Flash uh, being, being infected by the Venom symbiote, and he just sucker punches him. And then Cap goes, well, now I'm convinced. Welcome back, Spidey. It was just like, you know, it does, it's not a Spider-Man moment, I don't think. It, it's more yeah. of a Doc Ock. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it just, it, it just was one of these things where it just felt like yeah. you had all this potential buildup of, I mean, uh, of, you know, conflict there. And, uh, and not that, you know, granted, I'm sure, you know, I mean... You know, people might have been sick about all oh, the you know mistrusted again and stuff, but the thing is, you kind of almost left to the feeling was like, so what was the whole point of Doc Ock quitting the Avengers if they're still welcome? If Spider's still gonna, if Spider's still going to be an Avenger, you know? Yes, after, yes. I, I thought we'd escape that. Apparently not. Yeah, I mean, right it just seems like you just you set up like, and that and the other thing is too. Also, there was a, a one point in the uh, when he's talking to Johnny Storm at the Statue of Liberty thing, he says, oh, Doc Ock really did a number on my life. And I was read that, I'm like, 
how so? I mean, I didn't really didn't really get that sense that I mean, other than let's say, yeah, maybe the only maybe the only people that were really affected were mainly the supporting cast. But if you look at Peter's situation, it's not like he's really suffered much. I mean, he's still got his he's got his he's, own company. He's got much he's, much, much yeah. money. He's also got the oh, Anna Maria thing, who's kind of you know not necessarily a girlfriend or anything, but essentially a working partner. So, and maybe you could say, well, maybe he doesn't have Mary Jane anymore. But other than that. It's not like his situation is really all that bad, which is just yeah. kind of strange, you know. Right. Any, any other con? Let's go s- more cons. We got any other cons? But yeah. Well, I... I uh, load. Go ahead, I, No, I was about to say, I think that uh, the, one, the award for the most unfortunate dialogue of the month has to go to, oh, my God, that's the greatest thing I've ever put in my mouth. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yo, editor... I mean, come on. I mean, I'm not going to say I was offended. I mean, I'm not offended or anything, but it was just stupid. It was like, you read that, and it's just like, what? You know, and, and if somebody that, didn't say that in reference to Spider-Woman with the cookies? Is that what that was? No, it's when he's licking the chocolate spoon. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, got it, got it. and they yeah. showed even the close-up of him licking the spoon and everything, and then he says that immediately afterwards, too, which is like... Got it, got yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Like, what? The editor, you know, where, where, are the, where are the editors? I mean, they're non-existent. I mean, is there such a thing anymore? Do they actually really oversee the writing and art of these books? I mean, it's I gotta wonder. Um, the whole Black Cat subplot, just irritates the little piss out of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't, you don't like that she's going bad. Yeah, this is going to be real tough to slog through every month. I mean, watching mm-hmm. this whole, watching this character and this relationship just be utterly butchered. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to be tough to watch. And yeah, and like the others, I, I the, the Bendis must have said no to Spidey leaving the Avengers. You know, I mean, because. Probably could have said, hey, well, we think Spider-Man's time the Avengers is done. Bendis probably said no. It's like, oh, okay, no, you know, okay, Dr. Evil, we'll, we'll keep him in there. Um, so it's, it's <laughs> stupid. It, it's, it may, no, it's over. It's over. He serves no purpose being in the Avengers anymore. Uh, and, and, and why would they let him in? I mean, it's like, it's like fake Mike was saying, you know, it just, it, there's been so much distrust and aggravation and, and stuff, you know, sown over the last several issues. Wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be natural for him to say, you know what, let's just kind of, you know, let's separate for a while. But, yeah. you know. G- uh, you know. George, you had some cons you were going to oh, say? Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh wow! Well, I mean, J- J- JR already touched on uh, on the whole Felicia thing. Uh, Mike already touched on the whole Spidey is still an Avenger thing, which I again I had thought we had escaped. Um, you know, Bailey brings up the point of you know could Spider Man or could Peter and Anna Maria get together? I, for me, it wouldn't make any sense because the man she fell in love with was confident and decisive. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah, that is not Peter Parker. That's true. That's absolutely not Peter Parker, um, especially the way Slot writes him. Um, but the character shouldn't be. He's always second-guessing himself, and he's always got doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Anna Maria and Peter's discussion is solved with cookies. There's no emotional payoff. She should be devastated. Well, then that, that's she, what – yeah, and that's be, what – yeah, but that's what I mean. Yeah, go she, ahead. She should be flat-out just devastated that the man that she loved is gone. And that this person who looks exactly like him is not him. Well, that was also the other thing too was was kind of semi 
was getting at why it seems like it's like, oh, we're just going to shuffle this stuff under the rug and move on to the next thing with, with this issue. It's just like, while the scene involving the, I thought was nicely done with the, with the Peter and Anna Marie in, the, in their apartment, when it comes back to, when they go back to Parker Industries, it's like, oh, okay, everything's fine now. I'm just going to live, I'm just going to still live to get, live with you and I'm going to be your confident hunky-dory. Oh, it's water under the bridge. It's like, you're really not, it just seems like, it just kind of feels like there's no real, like, you, like you're right, there's just no real emotional um, connection, response or connection there. Just. On, the, on the flip side of that, you know, ha- having her as a potential love interest makes sense from a behind-the-scenes standpoint because Slot is incapable of writing Mary Jane. He cannot do it. Oh, yeah, yeah. He absolutely is incapable of writing a strong Mary Jane. He just It's beyond him. So there's that to consider also. I mean, like she's the strongest female character in the book right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, yeah. I mean, I'm glad she's not dead. I mean, don't get me wrong. Oh. I, I really like the character. It's the best character I think Dan Saw has ever created. Um, one you, you actually ma- that actually matters and that you actually give a crap about. Right? Mm-hmm. But the other thing, um, suddenly Spidey wants to make a supervillain prison. Somebody remind me in Civil War, what did they do? <laughs> Somebody, some, some, my, my memory's faulty, but I'm, I seem to recall they were doing something with villains and heroes that didn't register. Where were they putting them again? The negative zone. Negative, negative zone prison, yeah. And, and, oh, that's right. And I remember reading Tony took Peter there. Oh yeah, <laughs> and and how? What did what did Peter? What was his reaction? Somebody, it's been so long <laughs> since I read it. Somebody refresh me on what happened on, on, years, on how he it? took that. He didn't. He didn't take it. Rather, he didn't take it very well. Oh, but now mildly. he wants to build a goddamn supervillain prison. Dan's oh, but, no, but, but Dan Slott sure, wants, wants to rehabilitate them, though. No, 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 no. Dan Slott shouldn't be writing this title. Period. He shouldn't be writing this title anymore. And I had this discussion with somebody at the comic book store today um, when I um, went in to pick up uh, Superior Foes number 12. Mm-hmm. And I, I had a conversation with the, with the guy that works there, and we were talking about him. We were both like, they made a mistake. They should absolutely have put a new writer on here. Mm-hmm. Why? They sold 532,000 copies with them. Brad. <laughs> Brad. As a businessman, I keep the bastard on. I could have written it, and they would have sold 500,000 copies. <laughs> they could have pulled a hobo off the street and used his name, and they would have sold 500,000 copies. With, uh, with 600 variants, come on. All right, all right. But, but no, I'm sorry. I mean, it's like Dan Slott doesn't even know this, this character's recent history. Let alone, you know, I'm like, uh, no, I... Pass every it, It's weird. It's like everything that I was scared of that we were gonna that that slot was gonna get back to when Peter came back is happening. It's happening far far faster than I thought it would. Bailey, we haven't heard any cons out of you yet. I didn't you gave it an A, so there are probably aren't many. I didn't really like the Avengers sequence, and I agree with everybody else that pretty much I think he's kind of outlived his usefulness uh, in terms of being an Avenger. It 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 was you know. When you read Bendis' Avengers and you take it separate from anything that has happened to the Avengers before, like new people coming into the title, I could see them enjoying it. And I could see why longtime Avengers uh, readers were kind of pissed off because here are two characters that really don't work well in that kind of team environment, you know, being thrust in. And that was uh, uh, Spider-Man and Wolverine. And, you know, Mark Millar can do his old, you know... 
you know, is all of them together? Because I like that, right? Or however, you know, that forest <laughs> ghost speak that Mark Millar has. Um, but, but, but here's the thing, you know, so that I didn't really like. And, you know, I, I will completely agree with everything George said about Anna Maria and, and Peter's relationship. It's just, it's just amazing that at the end, but even though he said all that, I'm like, I agree with that. I really don't care. I just like, seeing it <laughs> and that, and that's nothing against George, obviously. And it's nothing against, you know, anybody on a personal level. It's just, it, it's, I, I think it speaks to how much I like that character. I like the character. Uh, too. I'm glad she's still around. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. but you know, my, my con is, is that con, um, <laughs> that's for JR. Uh, you know, my, my, uh, my con is, is that, Spider-Man just shows up at Avengers Mansion and, you know, they're like, okay, everything's fine, you know, welcome back, you know, and all that. But he he slugs Captain America, which Cap kind of had it coming, but still, why are we even in this position, you know? Mm -hmm. Why are we even here that Peter gives a crap that, you know, that that, um, Cap knew that... um, that you know, Flash Venom Thompson was, was Venom. Yeah. You know, it, it right. just, it just, it was like the one scene where I was like, Meh. the thing is, is that him punching Captain America. There's two other people that would have done that. One of them was Doctor Octopus when he was in Spider Man's body. Yep. Yeah. The other one was young Peter Parker. Mm. The Peter Parker of the now is past that. Shouldn't shouldn't be doing that to to the living legend of World War Two. Um, who he who he's followed into battle many 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 times too too many times to count now. Um, so it was completely uh, it was completely off kilter and it was awkward and uncomfortable and horribly done horribly done. Yeah. All right. Uh, any other final thoughts on issue two before we move on to the learning to crawl thing? Okay. Uh, learning to crawl. Amazing. Hang on. Hang, one you know what? Hang on, Brad. Go ahead. I want to go back to the prison thing. Does that really not bother anybody but me? Actually, go ahead, George. I mean, the the fact that in Civil War he pitched such a damn fit over them building a prison, and now he wants to build a prison. Does, does, does that? I mean, does that not stick in anybody's craw? Well, you, you know, kinda... George, I didn't. Go ahead, Jr. Okay, I, I was about to say I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to keep stepping over people, uh, but uh, George, I never thought about it until you said it. And when you said it to me, that's you know, to, to me that is not so much a fault of Slot's idea as it is the utter stupidity and unworkability of the whole Civil War thing to begin with, mm-hmm. uh, because that whole event. You can't do something like that and not forever fundamentally alter the nature of your universe. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the seeds of distrust and hatred, and you, you can't do that. I mean, and, and it's like you said, you know, uh, at the very end, Tony Stark throws a party and says, oh, that was a crazy year. You know, Shane Bill Foster got a big asshole blown to him. Yeah. You know, so. so <laughs> yeah. But that's what George said, and George is absolutely right. I mean, that shows how stupid Civil War was, how fundamentally stupid it was to do something like that, because it just it can't work. You can't have a Marvel Universe that works, you know, the way it had after something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's but, but that's so that's all I have to say. But George is absolutely right. Yeah, 
you know, so it, it doesn't make any sense, you know. So, okay, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, Brad. That just, no, that, I mean, because when I read that, remember, because I texted you and I was like, oh, this was awful. And you were like, what? I loved this. And I was like, well, you know. How often do you guys sleep. have that conversation? <laughs> Once a month. <laughs> really often. Yeah, about, about 12 times a year. <laughs> what, what did uh, George, I gave it an A minus. You gave it a what? I gave it a C plus. I like the artwork. All right. Uh, speaking of nice artwork, uh, an Alex Ross cover that's beautiful on Learning to Crawl Space. Oh, yeah. I mean, Learning to Crawl. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah. One. 1.1, 1. 1, uh, Mike, uh, you've got this one. Go ahead. Yeah, um, essentially what this is, is um, this is apparently uh, taking place within, probably within a couple of, um, with like in the first couple, like within the first few months of um, of uh, Peter Parker's um, career as Spider-Man. And what this, this issue is taking place immediately after um, Amazing Fantasy 15. And when I mean immediately after, I mean like the very night what it, as it starts out. And I love I love the first page where the last panel of Amazing Fantasy 15 is his back. Oh yeah, and it's like and you see the back and it's going forward and everything like this. Yes, and um, yeah. essentially what he gets when he's thinking over all this stuff and he he comes to the conclusion that about great what great power and great responsibility actually means is he has to step up and be the man of the house and take care of Aunt May. And so the next morning after the, you know, he's, you know, he starts doing all the arrangements for like, you know, paying the bills and the funeral arrangements and all that stuff, only to find out that all the money that he is, as, has earned as an entertainer as Spider-Man is all but gone. So he's forced to go back to Maxi Schiffman and keep on going for appearing in these shows because to just try to get more money. Now, even though it's pretty clear at this point he doesn't love. He doesn't have the love for it anymore. It's just more or less like a job. It's more or less like a job now, and um, and while that is going on, he's also having to readjust going to school. And every school, the principal is telling telling him like, "Oh, you need to, you know, you're you're kind of skip. You're kind of you know staying away from classes as of late. Get some flack with you know, you know, from uh, Flash Thompson again, Thompson, um, and." After there's all, and at one point, um, there is also, I mean, you know, he attends the funeral, you know, we see Uncle Ben's funeral there and how, and then, and Peter, and Peter is getting, and, um, and he all the respects for the mourners and stuff. And so he also, Aunt May arranges for Peter to see the school uh, guidance counselor to talk about some of his um, problems and everything about, about this. Um there is also a point, like towards, like getting towards, wrapping towards the end. Um, there comes a point in when, in the, sh- in, um, in the next perform, in like the latest performance, where Maxie Schiffman arranges this for this stunt to be performed, um, and he hires Quentin Beck, the guy, you know, the AKA the guy who will be Mysterio, to basically arrange uh, a bunch of cannons. To fire a to fire giant circular saw blades at high speed around the auditorium for Spider-Man to dodge, and which we, and of course Quentin's kind of and of course Beckus and I'm thinking you know shouldn't we kind of use um, some like prop blades instead? He says, oh no 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 no, this is um, the the public wants realism. They want the real deal. They want no wires, no cheap special effects and everything. So and it's like well, okay, but so during that performance. Uh, Spider-Man is, of course, dodging thing, but his spider sense goes off, and so he instinctively kicks one of the saw blades, and it careens off 
Kit's in one of the stages things, and so he instinctively webs up the stage to prevent it from falling into the crowd. And everyone, of course, is initially shocked, but then they're like, oh, celebrating everything, like thinking, oh, it's great and everything. And Maxie Schiffman's saying, oh, don't worry, folks, it's all part of the show. But the stage manager is not very happy. He says, oh, you know, you're, you endanger people. You're never working in this town again. Now, while this is going on, there is another character by the name of Clayton Cole, who is kind of a young, bright, and kind of a rich, rich, privileged kid. And so he's kind of a Spider-Man fanboy, basically. And so he kind of a and so he gets kind of inspired by Spider-Man to kind of come up with his own costume and come up with his own little gadget devices. And he decides to uh, essentially rock the Casbah as as a guy as a guy character named Clash. Essentially, mm-hmm. and so he's and so that's essentially what it is in a basically in a nutshell. I mean, I'm probably jumping around a bit, but it's all right. No, uh, what, what's your grade on it? What do you think? I gave this an A minus. Okay. Um, I thought I kind of believed, and I kind of thought that um, this was probably one of the better Spider-Man comics that Dan Slott has actually written in quite some time. Um, and the reason why I say that is because part, of, and this goes into my a little bit my um, my pro is. This felt like was a, it was unlike what we've been. I think what we've been kind of getting in Superior and Amazing. This felt like a story that was driven by character, by Peter Parker specifically. Like, for instance, when he, that, I mean, people saw. I think sometimes we we forget that the fact that even after Uncle Ben was killed, he didn't really go immediately into kind of big full time superhero stuff. I mean, if you read the original Amazing Spider-Man one, he's kind of like, oh, what am I going to do? You know. He's still kind of a, kind of ambivalent, and I think this kind of tapped into that because when you're when you're when his uh, when Uncle Ben dies, it's like naturally his first response is going to be, "How am I going to take care of Aunt May? My Aunt May? I got it, you know." So that's good. That would be his number one priority. So it, it kind of made sense for him to actually continue on trying to be the entertainer at that point, as opposed to just going immediately into crime fighting. And I think also and. Um, just the way that they, um, the way they actually, um, how that how the story kind of developed developed there, like how how you can kind of see touches of him as kind of being the kind of the hero. There was also another great scene that I liked where um, when he goes to Maxie Schiffman and Schiffman decides to like he sees like the headline of him capturing the burg- of the burglar in the Daily Bugle, and he suggests that you know we could totally profit off it. We could totally like make you know. This is like a this is a publicity goldmine, and so Peter and Spidey's just like abhorrent about this. He says, "No, you are not going to do. You know, I'm not going to you know profit off of this in any way." And you do, and you know that that kind of stuff. I mean, so, um, but yeah, I actually quite enjoyed this issue. Yeah. So. Let's go around the horn for grades. We have. Would you give it an A? Is that what you gave? I give it an A minus. So, but an A minus. Yeah, I'll give uh, it. I think it's an A minus right. right when we get to con. So, but right. Okay, Mr. Bailey, what would you give it? I'd give it a B. Okay, George. B minus. And Jr. Well, first of all, I think that uh, uh, spectacular Mike's uh, attempt to uh, recall uh, a 1982 uh, one-hit wonder rock band uh, was far more effective than this story. I really didn't <laughs> like it. I gave it. I gave it a C minus. I also gave it a D. Oh wow. I'm going to give it a B, barely a B. Hmm. Um, 
Let's go around for pros. Uh, I'll, I'll name one. I liked, like I mentioned right at the top, I love the opening panel. Mm-hmm. Is the reverse of Amazing Fantasy 15's last panel. I, that, when I read that, I'm like, ooh, that's kind of cool. This is like within seconds of that story ending. I like that. Anything else? Pros. I like that uh, Peter or Spider-Man interrupted uh, uh, Maxie's uh, potential casting couch moment with the busty ventriloquist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I was impressed with the fact that the ventriloquist was actually saying that both the dummy and the ventriloquist are saying the same things at the same you know, Spider-Man at the same time. So... We know the the uh, the the uh, attempt to create a Ditko villain. I liked, mm-hmm. and and they also Clayton. What's his name? Clayton, Clayton Cole. Cole. Nice alliteration of the, two, name. Yep. Uh, of the two C's. That was good. Mm-hmm. Jr. You got some pros? No, I don't. Oh, really? Oh. Okay. Yeah, and the Sharif uh, don't like it either. So I um, I liked Aunt May laughing at Aunt. Uncle Ben's funeral, I thought that was sweet, where she's smiling and crying. And crying, I thought that was sweet. Uh, Bailey, any more pros out of you? Uh, if you're going to retell the origin or go back yeah. to these early days, this is how you do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the absurdity of, of Spider-Man being an entertainer in you know the, the 2000s notwithstanding, I really appreciated the fact that unlike even that great power, great responsibility, whatever that horrible miniseries that came oh, out a couple yeah. years ago was, you know, where he was having the affair with a woman yeah. manager that was horrible. This was, I mean, this was like a really good attempt at, you know, yeah. exploring like the early days. I really wasn't looking forward to it, but when I read this issue, I'm like, okay, you got my attention. I'll, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to stick with you and see where you go with this. Uh, so yeah, that that would be my big pro. Right. Let's go. Con- uh, any other pros before we move the cons? I like the art. Well, so I, I think that back. I'm about to say I like the artwork, but there were times. Rima Perez, Peter, yeah, yeah. When Peter looked a little weird. Well, he's kind yeah. of tapping into a Ditkoist, Ditko kind of style. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah, you shouldn't do that. Mm. <laughs> okay. You should keep the the style the same, but not the line work necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear Jr.'s cons. Why didn't you like the issue so much? Tell me all about it. Well, speaking of the art, I mean, in some parts, I think uh, Peter looks like Stephen Colbert. To bring that up again, particularly the, uh, <laughs> the really the, the guidance counselor, the scene with the yeah. guidance counselor. I mean, come on, you know, it's like you know, what, what were you doing watching, you know, the whatever he, the, the Colbert Report or whatever when you were drawing this? Uh, That's pretty good. See, the, the thing is, I I don't see any reason for this thing to exist. I really don't. I mean, I have no interest in going back to the origin because you know, there's, what, what's the point of it? Even Chapter One had a point. I mean, Chapter One went back because you know, it was a flawed, stupid idea, but it, the idea was to kind of recast the whole origin thing. You know, and it, failed together. Mis- yeah. and it failed miserably, but at least it had a point. I mean, Spider, it, it, see, the thing is, all these heroes have, uh, all these Marvel heroes, they have some pretty tacky, dated origins. And 
when you go back and try to retell them and you try to cast a modern, you know, uh, a modern look on them, I, I, it just it just show it, it doesn't work. I mean, it just shows how silly. I mean, come on, Maxie, is there anybody like Maxie Schiffman around anymore? I mean, that is strictly a. I mean, that is definitely a. a, 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 a 50s, 60s con man type character. You know, I mean... The Things like thing- that were trying to be mi- mixed with the blogging of uh, The Clash or whatever. I mean... And it doesn't work. I mean, it, it, I, it yeah, that, that, that would be one of my cons, too. You know, just, and, it, and Joan is yeah. saying, jump in Jehoshaphat. You know, I mean... <laughs> it, it's not... It, it's, it, 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 to me, it doesn't work because you're, you're trying to... You're, you're trying to to mix two things that really are today's more realistic storytelling with yesterday's well obviously what yesterday's storytelling was like it doesn't work you know and and so uh, I didn't care for it and I gave it a C minus. What some other cons? Anyone? Oh yeah, um, uh, I, I've got one. Okay. Uh, where was Aunt May balling out Peter because you know. <laughs> Uncle Ben died, and she needed him. And oh wow, nice! Sorry, that pissed me off. Aunt May was like the happy-go-lucky, uh, crying and smiling, at crying the funeral, and smiling yeah. at the funeral. And and, and and oh my God, when did the crypt keeper start playing Aunt May again? <laughs> I mean, seriously, Aunt May in the current comics, yeah, she's yeah. old, but she doesn't look. Like, you know, like, like she is, yeah. like, you know, 30 seconds from being, you know, put in the ground. Is she like Helen Mirren? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I would go with that. Is she, yeah. like, old but hot? Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I tell you what, I'm 42. Helen, Helen Mirren's, like, 23, 24 years older than I'm. I'd hit it. <laughs> I'd hit it like it owed me money, son. I yeah, you, you <laughs> tag that and send Brad it back for... in the wild and check on it in six months. I mean, seriously. <laughs> Yeah, but Brad, Brad has stated his preference for an Aunt May who has one foot in the grave. You know, I mean, he, you know, he was the one who didn't like Sally Field as Aunt May because she didn't look old and decrepit enough, and you know, on her deathbed enough. So, right, she's too hot, and she reminds me of Smokey I'm and the sorry, Bandit. Sally May is not Sally, or Sally Field is not hot. Sally May. You got a got a student loan out of her? No, she is. She is. <laughs> no, come on. I mean, she was hot in Smokey and the Bandit. Now she's old. <laughs> yeah, but she's not old, old Aunt May. Old. She ain't Helen Mirren hot. What are you talking about, Brad? <laughs> she ain't Rosemary Harris old either. So okay, it, it, we're turning this into old chicks week nail. We we, <laughs> we, we nail rapidly move away from this. Pie? Uh, <laughs> you know that B. Arthur had something going on. Oh, oh, man. Man. Yeah, she yeah. played for the home team there, George. So. Uh, <laughs> Have mercy. Uh, any other cons? Uh, um, was a freedom fighter. <laughs> uh, I'll get into, I mean, I'll get into um, one. I mean, I first of all, I understand okay. that there's some, you know, I kind of get the complaint about the fact that, you know, yeah, when you're using, um, with the fact that we get into, you're using YouTube in 2001, even though it's not invented yet, basically, because we do have a 13 year, you know, this is supposed to be taking place 13 years ago, right? If you remember that, because of thanks to. That uh, two thousand, yeah. When, so one more day when uh, chapter one was wrapping up. Yeah, but I mean, I understand <laughs> I can play that. In, that was, yeah, that was yeah, that was it. Was a nitpick that came upon me. Um, also, I don't. I mean, I've gotten a couple of people comment about the fact as well. This really does contradict um, earlier stories, like um, that uh, J.M. De Mateus did. One was. Um, was a um, a backup story in I think called the morning after in Amazing Spider-Man 400 where there's a similar scene like in the morning thing which doesn't really happen there. 
also, there's another one that um, in um, I think it was that somebody brought it to my attention just a couple days ago about uh, Amazing Spider-Man Family Number One, which also was which also written by Dave Mateus, um, which was taking place was called uh, Forty Hours Later, which was supposed to be you know, but that didn't bug me so much. What did bug me was the scene with Peter and Flash at the high school. And the reason why that bothered me, it just seems like, okay, they have to know that Peter's uncle died. Because that's why, you know, that's kind of implied why Liz Allen was kind of approaching him and tried to be nice and stuff. But then Flash then, of course, comes up to him and he tries to act kind of like a jerk, you know, try to be like, you know, typical jerkish Flash stuff with, you know, oh, go, you stay away from Liz Allen or you do what you're says and all that stuff. But it feels like I couldn't help but compare it to Interestingly enough, the uh, Amazing Spider-Man film, where we kind of had a situation where Flash kind of comes to Peter and tries to bury the hatchet thing, and Peter overreacts. But so it just felt like that particular scene was like, oh, we have to throw in some kind of artificial conflict yeah. between Peter and Flash to try to, to try to harken back to the good old days of Stanley and Steve Ditko. And I don't think it well, was really in the Ditko that days. Day. Flash was just a flat-out dick. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and that, so and, this, uh, and, and in one respect, that's consistent, right? Right. right. I mean, but it did, but it just it did feel like okay. It just that was kind of like it felt out of place in this in this in this context here. Um, okay. But that was my one big kind of glaring flaw about the about this right. issue. Any other thoughts before we wrap this show up? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I feel sort of the same way. I mean, I gave this one a B minus. I think it was well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the the technology and the years, yeah. The, it, trying to combine the old and the semi new doesn't really work for me very much. Yeah. But I, as someone who's read Spider Man for years and years and years, I, I guess someone who hasn't read Spider Man all that long would be would 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 be able to take more away from this than than I do. I feel like we've seen this this whole thing so many goddamn times. Mm. Yeah, like we just, like in other words, an in between chapter between. It, it just feels like it just feels yeah. like we're going back over the same crap. Oh, here's the funeral again. <laughs> yeah. You know, here's him in high school. Oh, here's Flash is a bully again. <laughs> it's like you know, it's like so. Is this are these stories not meant for us long term? I don't think they are. I think they're meant for yeah. people. I think they're meant for newer readers who aren't actually there. Uh, which means that the old readers are buying it, and probably that you know I, I don't know. I mean, on the one well, hand, I, I, on the one hand, I should like it because I, I like throwbacks to old stuff. But on the other hand, I'm like, eh, this is we're going back over stuff that I've already gone over, man. I I don't I didn't need this. I don't know why it's there. I'm like Jr. in that respect. I do think though that as much as I did like this guy better than you guys did, um, I do think that there is kind of the running the risk because I've also read the second issue as well, and I do think it's running the risk a little bit of kind of killing the momentum a little bit of the main Amazing Spider-Man series because this was better than ASM number one. It was oh better. yeah, no it doubt. Was, it was it was but, better told. Right. Oh yeah. Right. But, I mean, I yeah, I agree with that, and I think it's because of the fact that you, I mean, at least yeah, it's Peter Parker as a teenager again, but it's at least you kind of see that um, that it is kind of driven by Peter Parker essentially like this. And I think in some ways, Slot has a better handling of Peter Parker as a teenager than he currently has as an adult. Well, it's just because he's aping Stan Lee. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, there's where he's trying, or he's trying to a little bit. He's actually kind of. Deliberately mimicking in that kind of 
calling back to that. So, all right, gang, good debate on that one. I'm talking to my friends about Spider-Man. Do you want to say hello to them? Say hi. 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 <laughs> hi, Ava. Here, you got to put... Here, put... I'm going to put the headset on her ears. You, they're going to talk to you, okay? Say hello to the boys. Hello. Hello. Hi, hello. Ava. Hello. Hi. Hi. Now, hi. how old are you, Ava? <laughs> oh. I'm not sure he is an answer. I'm going to bed. Good night. Good night. Okay, good night. <laughs>